This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into the Odds and Audibles podcast. Matt Frame, Eric Scope, and Jared Mack from maybe the most creative post game podcast we have ever done. Ever done. Ever. Uh, we have commandeered at a table that's made for a five-year-old. <laughs> the table goes up to my knees. <laughs> and we're on the sixth floor of Folsom Stadium after Oregon wins 49-10 to against Colorado. Uh, ultimate butt-kicking by the Ducks. Offensively, a game that I think a lot of fans are going to love. A lot of fans are going to talk about, oh, the trick plays, the creative plays, which we should say. Trick plays because they execute them and they run them and – practice quite often according to Dan Lanning. But we saw Bonix throw for two touchdown passes, rush for two touchdown passes. He caught a touchdown pass. Bucky Irving threw that one. Uh, we saw an offensive tackle catch a touchdown pass in this game. We saw Christian Gonzalez have two interceptions. Uh, no Sewell had a touchdown. Yes, no Sewell had a touchdown, had a touchdown on, offense. on offense as well. Uh, overall, I think this is a game that Orton comes away saying, hey, we were supposed to dominate. We dominated. Certainly there's things to work on, but you did what you were supposed to do with this outcome. And this was how I said on, I think we all agreed, how you'd measure this outcome on Friday. Yeah. Our prediction show was, uh, what is Dan's in the post game? And I thought Dan basically came out and said, played pretty close to a complete game, which is something he hasn't said many times so far this season. And, and, and I would agree. I think there were certainly some defensive moments you really don't love. Um, the long touchdown, that was a miscommunication. Christian Gonzalez said, I think it was he and Steve Stevens on that side mm-hmm. of the field, just somebody didn't do – somebody didn't cover one part of the field. And <laughs> Jordan, when you're on touchdown. Jordan Tyson ran really a yeah. long way. And uh, and then offensively, like, I don't have a whole lot of gripes. There were a couple sequences that didn't go fantastic, but they're playing in, by the way, the craziest win I've ever seen. Dan said it was the windiest game he's ever played or coached in. Uh Bo basically said the same, and yet forty miles per hour wins. And, it, and at times, you could legitimately. I saw a paper plate flow up past the press box at one point, and that indicates that we it saw was pretty impressive. Some very funny moments of like Dan Lanning's walking around the field, and the kicking net falls down in front of him. No, yes. no one touches it just because of the wind. The pom poms on the cheerleaders 
Referees hat like multiple yep. times. Had to stop play for that. I mean, fans watching probably saw some of it. There were just all sorts of weird stuff with the win, and yet twenty of twenty-four passing for Bo. He was excellent. I think you know I. I don't know where the real reality of the Heisman thing is, but he's putting up performances that you can at least say are like worthy of being in yes. the discussion. And I know it sounds like Rod Gilmore brought that up quite a bit on the telecast. I, I still think it's a long shot. He we're a very long shot. He wins. I still think he has a chance, maybe on the outside, maybe maybe better than the outside chance to get invited to New York. But yeah. performances like this now, eight straight weeks of this with really only one, I think, subparish game passing against Stanford. Every other game, I think, over seventy percent passing. It's yeah, been but fantastic. And then again, in that Stanford game, he had an 80 yard touchdown. Right. So even those so. subpar games, they have some some good games to it. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot more to add. I mean, this was exactly what we anticipated Oregon to doing. Uh, I think we were all in like the 56 to 20 range uh, in terms of game scores. Uh, 12.9 yards per completion, uh, over 10 and a half yards per attempt. So they were moving the ball down the field. They didn't take as many deep shots as they normally did. Um, but again, they still had longs of over 40 yards through the through the, or through the air, which is a lot of yards after the catch. Uh, penalties, I guess, was still an issue. A couple pre-snap false start penalties. It's not an Oregon football game without a false start. No, yeah, it's there is a, not, a, not an Oregon football game without a, a targeting ejection. Targeting ejection in the second half and bad punts. So again, punting is still completely an issue with Bales as our as the punter. Uh, Dan asked for your critique of the punting, and that's yeah. why he based off his off. I, I was appreciated that Dan asked me what I thought of the punt. I said you I didn't think it was great, teams. and Dan was like, "I agree." So <laughs> Dan and I on the same page of the punting. Same play, yeah. It, uh, it's this is by the way, the punting thing. This is four guys who come out and punt in games. They've all stunk, and I don't know if they all stunk, but none of them have been very good. And Bales' first punt went 22 yards. A lot of wind. Come with excuses. That wasn't an I don't. I think it went right off his foot. The second one was better, forty-three yards, but um, it's, a work, it's a work in yeah, it's a work in progress. And, and if again, we're looking at critiques when they won forty-nine to ten. Like, let's be real. Oregon went out and did basically exactly what you wanted. The defense has some things you can critique. Obviously, the punting thing, but like, I don't. I think we're picking nits here, and I think this is pretty pretty much what you expected, what you wanted. Um, and like, we haven't really got to. We haven't really gotten into too much detail, kind of just the creative creativity of an offense that like opens the game the way it did. Like I thought that was added, I will say, a very entertaining and kind of fun wrinkle to a game that overall wasn't all that competitive or really that fun for most of us. This was definitely one of those let's get everyone their special plays in mm-hmm. game because yeah. uh, I'm really perplexed by this whole Sewell thing. Um, they Newest will never ask for it. They never practiced it, and yet they. Felt well, they said they practiced it this week. Okay. He said one this week. They put it in, but they, still. But they still felt comfortable, like putting them just randomly in there. Um, very, very coordinated, in my opinion. Josh Carley scores a touchdown on his birthday. Very unique opportunity that there. That's cool. Um, but you're right. Like the, the the play call creativity, and there was a reporter that asked why do it against a team like Colorado. She was very just. Didn't care about Colorado's feelings, but she asked, why do it against Colorado and not save it for a Washington or a Utah? And Dan didn't say this, but I think he really wanted to do well, this is the game you do it because now Colorado, or they did it against Colorado, they had success. Now Utah, now Washington, now yeah. Oregon State, they all have to worry about that. They all have to spend some time game planning right. for that. And Oregon may never do it ever again. 
but they showed it. And and Bo said exactly what you said about the the offensive tackle thing, which by the way he checked into. Like that was not the call. They got up there, they saw what the linebacker was doing. He said he read him, and they, and he threw a ball to Connolly for the touchdown. But he said now a defense when we're in that 14J, they prepare for it. And how many different threats do they have in the field? Everyone there is a touchdown, basically, besides the fullback. And that's what's left. That's it. And they've already thrown it to him for a 20-yard, 15-yard game a couple weeks ago. I think that was against UCLA, the Patrick Mm -hmm. Herbert. Um, They haven't handed it to a fullback yet, but they've done all sorts of weird stuff out there. And, And as you said, they handed it to the fullback today. Well, and in Sewell. In Sewell. You're right. So I guess, but like, there's, there's so much complexity from, but again, it's such a simple formation. And you think about, I think the thing that's in, it really kind of interesting about that formation is it feels very old school football. And yet some of the most fun things this offense does comes from it, comes from, it from an off from a formation that really it's originated 30, 40 years ago. And yet they're finding all these fun things to do out of it. And, and as, as, as James Krepke kind of told, asked in the question at the end, like, it seems like everything basically works. Like they very rarely don't succeed yeah. Coming from that formation, whether it be throwing to an offensive tackle or a tight end or handing it to a tight end or end around or just running it or quarterback sneaking, like all these different iterations seem to work. So, I mean, it's it works. It's 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 something that uh, you keep going to put that way. I think yeah. you, you don't stop using that. No, I don't think you stop using that either. Um, yeah, a lot of fun things from the offense today. I've, again, I'm surprised by how much they threw the ball. I, re- I really yeah. thought the wins would be an impact, but. They were so unpredictable. At one point, you'd be going into the wind, and then a minute later, you'd be with the wind. And they didn't take a lot of shots downfield, like I mentioned, but they still moved the ball through the air. Colorado was just a step slow. Um, I think Oregon, if they wanted to, could have just ran the ball as much as they possibly could and, and came away with the same score. But Nix was, was great from the very beginning, so they just stuck with him. Uh, Bucky had a 65-yard run, which was really nice. Got him over 100 yards. Got him over 100 Every yards. Every time I don't predict 100 yards. <laughs> Second straight week. Yeah, uh, no, two out of three. Two out of three. Two out of three. But second, yeah, Berkeley didn't get. It. I apologize if there's there's quite a bit of uh, commotion. commotion going on around us. So I apologize if the audio quality is is not ideal. Um, Probably isn't. Yeah, uh, we should mention so, like some injury stuff to kind of talk about. Several guys yeah. didn't make it. Did make the trip. We saw Chase Cody here. We didn't ID him before the game, but he was here. He was hiding in a jumpsuit type thing. Jumpsuit. In a, it was a, like a. Big jacket. Big, big, big jacket, big jacket, big yeah. jacket. He was here. Taki was here. Uh, Steven Jones, Jones was here. None of them. DJ Johnson played. was not. DJ here. Johnson might have been here, but we didn't see him. If he was here, he wasn't suited up. If he was, yeah, he certainly wasn't available today. So those four, and then I thought kind of interesting. Like I want to have to go back and see exactly what Dan said about Forsyth. To your question, I just you just said that there are plenty of guys behind him that deserve an opportunity to play. Yeah, but what does that mean for Alex? I have no idea. There's no, there's no actual answer, yeah, because what we're talking about, Alex Forsyth left the game. Second half. Second, second, half. second half, the whole second half, and Ryan Watt. He didn't. Or Jackson Powers Johnson played center. He never had his helmet either. So yeah. it wasn't ever like a, hey, we're not going to play the second half to preserve your health, but keep your helmet if need be and be ready. Um, that never happened. And so you don't want to speculate too much about it. Yeah, he, he did have. I will say he did have like a massive ice bag over his shoulder after the Cal game, and I wonder is that back again. If yeah, I, I just I just really wonder like, hey, this game is over. We, you're fine, but we don't want to put you out there where maybe you re-aggravate that injury again. Yeah, and let's just take your helmet and remove you 
right. entirely. That's here's a guy the, who wants to play against Washington more yeah. than. Yes. But here's my question: Anybody. if if that if they didn't want to have him play, why would they have him play in this game? Well, at maybe all? he reaggravated it in the first half, right. and they're like, "Hey, Peter, I don't know. This is we're just speculating here. We don't right. know. This is I mean, but this is the kind of thing you're talking about after a win like this, where it's so lopsided." Oregon is now dealing with some. Oh, it's a big deal. We can't stuff. play against you. It is. It's huge. Um, and we should know the offense. I thought was was very was fine in the second half. Like we didn't take a huge step back. It's also Colorado. It is. And the first play we should know uh, after that was like a run up the middle where Bucky ran for sixty five yards. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not minimizing Alex. I think Alex is yeah. one of the best offensive linemen in the conference, but. But Dan uh, is right. They do have a lot of guys. They do have a lot of guys, but it's going to be one we're monitoring this week. We're going to be monitoring the four guys we talked about who didn't play today. Um, Dorlis went down early, came back. He seems to be fine. He played with basically the rest Thornton of the game. got hurt in the third quarter. Last play of the third quarter, but then came, came back. back. I think he's, yeah, I he's think fine. fine. And then the targeting. Yeah, I mean, and Jamal Hill. Here, here we are again. Jamal Hill, not available for the first half against Washington. And I think that's kind of a big deal. Um, this is one of your best defensive backs. And Washington has the top offense from a pass perspective in the conference statistically, right? They throw the ball more than anybody. Panics is the most prolific passer in the conference. They've got some guys. So uh, that's going to be a thing to monitor this week. I'm sure they'll appeal, but they're currently 0 for 2 on appeal. I feel like this one this one feels – I feel like this uh, – yeah. among the three, I feel like this is the one that maybe has the best chance. Now, does that mean I think it's going to happen? I don't know because, like you said, Jared, no. they've been 0 for 2. I don't think – I think that was just a common courtesy. Like, yeah, you, you can submit it. it well, it's I don't, not going to work. I but. don't know if any appeal has been right. granted because there's some so, way, some somehow, you can look at a targeting call and be like, "Oh, there's the targeting." And I just think you end up undermining your officials if you reverse yeah. So it's it feels it does feel like it's more like of a almost like a diplomatic move of being like, "Yeah, you guys can if you sure, don't think it's yeah. good, let us know and yeah. we'll look at it." And yeah. then they just draw it. They just always right in the junk mail. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like you get, you know, <laughs> some politician getting a mail from some kid being like, "Hey, you're doing a terrible job," and then he just tosses it. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up the podcast here on the Austin Lovers Post Game Edition. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, welcome back to post game recap. Oregon wins again, forty nine to ten. Um, a game in which Oregon got their full, basically roster that they brought onto the field. Um, yeah. Anthony Jones played in oh, this hey. game at the very end of the game. His um, first action as a duck. First action as a duck. We recorded a tackle. Yeah, I think I think so. I saw Nate Kruger, the Oregon's SID, mention him as we were getting ready to leave the press box. Uh, as as a tackle, so maybe he did, maybe he didn't. He but did. He got a tackle. 
that was good to see. Um, we saw yeah. Dave, uh, Ben Roberts. Had a nice quarterback hurry. Had a nice hurry. quarterback hurry in that game. And this is, like, I kind of no offense to Colorado, but this is, like, maybe the biggest takeaway for me is this is what's supposed to happen in these types of games that right. we previously hadn't seen. And it – I don't know if it says preventing or maybe just slows the development of some of these younger guys, two of which we just mentioned that haven't played a lot of football but have gotten on the field now and have made something productive happen. They boost their confidence for the, for the final push of the season – there's a little bit for them to film to break down and, and get better at as the year progresses. And this is how you develop your team by getting these younger players. And this is why having the start that they did, scoring 28 points in the first half, leading 28 to seven, and then going up 42 to, I think, 10 early in the, in the third, late, midway through the third quarter. That's why it's so important to have those types of games and not have what happened against Cal last week yeah. because you get these opportunities. It notable that how many times this season has Oregon given up a garbage touchdown? Didn't happen today. Didn't happen today. I thought that was sort of a minor, but a minor storyline. They had a turnover. The defense had a defense turnover. Defense forced a turnover. How many, uh, many professional played? Yep, what is this? Six. six. I feel like six or seven. Italy, uh, Roberts, Tony Jones, Kyler Casper, Kamar Terrell, and Yeah, and I think it's notable that Jordan James didn't play in this game. Yeah, did That's not. a guy. Uh, he got hit pretty hard on the run against Cal last week. They got stopped on fourth. It's a guy that he traveled. He did travel. He was here, um, so that's a notable one that didn't play. But yeah, they played quite a few of the freshmen. I think that might be a season high. If not, it would be. You have to I was surprised Eastern. Winston or the two inside linebackers were not here. Yeah, Jackson. Well, Devin and Harris and haven't traveled forever, but Winston has been. I hope this audio is okay because it's probably terrible. There's a lot of that's that. If you can hear it, it's the wind moving the empty beer cans down below. That's, <laughs> that's, that's literally what it is. That's how impactful this wind is. Then. So, uh, yeah, um, Ty Thompson got a couple drives. Yeah. Still hasn't, two put drives, one, yeah. hasn't put one in the end zone. One for two for negative Four. eight yards. Yeah, it's really hard to do. Hasn't put one in the end zone in a FBS game this year. I don't know if he's done it in his career yet. Um, can't really. He I don't want to Arizona for sure. Did he last year? To Dante Thornton, right? Okay. No, no, uh, regardless, not building too much of it. Yeah. These are just more opportunities. You'd like to see some success it there. Happened. Yeah. Um, you know, his first play here was a deflected screen pass that Thornton caught, which I bet if you were in film study, they'll, they'll, they'll say, yeah. just don't just knock it down. It's way behind the line of scrimmage. Thornton made a valiant effort to make something out of it. Uh, didn't happen, you know. Um, I don't know if there's much else from a young guy perspective that pops. Um, I think we kind of touched on the guys that stood out. Um, yeah. I have just a general assumption yeah. of this game. Um, very surprised at the large number of Duck fans that were here. And Colorado fans. This game was well attended. Yes. 42-098 total attendance. I, I, I think if if you're on the fence as a Duck fan of going to a Colorado road game, I would go. This place is awesome. Um, as Jerry just mentioned, a huge crowd with Colorado fans showing up. They were, and staying. And most staying of the for most of the game. Um, the pregame environment, while we didn't take part in any like festivities, but we saw lots of tailgates. We saw like a big on-field yeah. group of people. You know, they have whatever we're on top of. This yes. field house of just beer and, and food and all these places. It's kind of similar what what Oregon does at, at the mo. At, at the mo. You know, so it's and, another highlight. And you get to watch a Buffalo run around with the field twice. Yes. This is, Ralphie is as good as advertised. Good marching band. Good marching band. 
uh, yeah, Eric over here is very critical of his marching bands. I thought this was the, one of the best marching bands I've seen. And then the just the overall backdrop of just the mountains in the area. I, I was pleasantly surprised. None of us have been here before. Yeah. Um, I was expecting a boring blowout game, and I just I think the overall experience was a lot it's better than, fun game. Yeah. than what I anticipated. So I would I would say like if you're a duck fan and you're on the fence and coming to this place, I would make it make it's not something maybe you do every single time, but I think it's 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 something you yeah. have to knock off your bucket list. And and it was it was impressive. We have to know just how many fans did you mention earlier? There, there were a couple thousand maybe on the the, the section right below the press box looking 100%. down like right, right by the, the duck bench. Full of Oregon fans the and the entire uh, length of the field. The, the length of the field. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, maybe more. I don't know, three, four thousand fans here, or something like that. Maybe I don't maybe. know. I'm not. I'm, I it's a lot of yeah, a lot yeah, of they, folks. Well, well represented. And there were times on like the targeting call and the PI call where it almost felt like a home environment because the crowd was not happy. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna do it for us. Uh, there's not much more to, to discuss. It's Washington week. We do know Dan, Dan Lanning acknowledges that there is a rivalry. Yeah, rivalries are real. Did we mention, we mention that? Dan. Like, Dan was like very much, this is a big rivalry game. He understands it and can't ignore it. And we head into Washington week with, I think, what will be potentially a really exciting football game. Two lost team. They just beat Oregon State last night. Yep. Um, they'll be ranked, I'd imagine, yeah. in the, play- the cultural playoff after beating Oregon State. Only have two losses. Um, that, that's a that's gonna be a fun weekend. Yeah, should mm-hmm. be a good week. We're getting some stared eyes from yeah, we're trying to clean rooms. By. I think we should so we're gonna we're gonna maybe f- cut it short. Yeah, we're gonna wrap this podcast up. Uh, Eric, why don't you push the end podcast button? Uh you've been listening to the Odds Not Levels podcast. Talk to you later, folks. Peace. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present a mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.